Hi everyone and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today we are up to episode 56 and this is quite a unique episode for me. This episode is the first episode where we are going to interview, well I'm going to interview and talk to a listener who has put into practice something that she learned from the podcast and really we're going to get straight to it. So let's cut over to the interview and find out what we're going to learn from one of our listeners, Imogen. Uh, Well, thank you, Imogen, for coming on and having a chat to me today. Can you tell people just a little bit about yourself at the moment, uh, where you're at roughly, like just geographically, uh, and what you teach at the moment? So um, I'm Sydney-based, and at the moment I'm teaching Year 7 to 12. Um, And I'm an early career teacher, so I'm only in my third year of teaching now. So um, it's been an honour to really be on the podcast because... um, I've had some really amazing guests on there and I personally have used a lot of your pdhp.net teachers uh, resources before. So it's really exciting to be here. That's great. I'm very, very excited to have you here, to be honest. Uh, You're uh, on here because you you shared stuff with me uh, through social media. We're having a chat on Messenger and stuff, which is fantastic. I just loved hearing about what you were doing. And so I thought it would what a great thing to do to actually get someone on who's, you know, early years putting things into practice in their classroom and who is getting some great results with it, I think. So uh, thank you so much. How are things with COVID? Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty crazy time, I guess, not as bad as the people in Victoria. I'm really feeling for them. Um, but it's really nice to be back in the classroom at the moment. Um, online challenge, uh, online learning was pretty challenging. And I know a lot of the, some of the kids struggled with it. But at the same time, it was uh, quite exciting because it did sort of open a lot of teachers up to using new technologies. Um, And for me personally, it was kind of one of the stimuluses for getting into flipped learning, which is um, what we're here to talk about today. So um, for me, I know that a lot of the students after that learning from home period were really craving some more practical collaboration sort of based activities. And um, unfortunately, due to a lot of the restrictions around excursions and things like that, we had to cancel some really exciting things. So we had this stand-up paddleboarding excursion planned for them to apply sort of biomechanics and fluid mechanics principles, which we had to cancel. So I know a lot of the students were really disappointed about that. So um, I wanted to sort of change up my teaching and and give them those more practical experiences in class. So it's been a great sort of stimulus for, for changing up some of our teaching styles. All right, so COVID was part of the stimulus for what made you start to flip your classroom. What else got you going with flipping that classroom? What else was going on? Um, so I listened, started listening to your podcast and um, I listened especially to the podcast episode on flipped learning, which is episode five for anyone interested. And that was really, really helpful for me. And um, it, you offered on that podcast some really practical tips on exactly how you flip your classroom personally um, using videos and other really good resources like insert learning and um, for me especially the really practical tips that you offered about managing the flipped learning and how you can deal with sort of those students who don't do the homework um, and how you can sort of reward the students who do um, was really really helpful for me because that was sort of my main concern or reservation about trying it previously so um, that was my main stimulus Um, we talked about I actually learned it 
about flipped learning at university um, and we did create some resources but we never really got the chance to apply that at the time so um, I hadn't really felt that confidence until listening to that podcast episode. Thanks Heath for that I'm glad that you got the confidence out of that what particular strategies do you use right because this is one of the things that really hinders a lot of teachers from flipping their classroom is what if the kids don't watch the videos what if they don't do the work at home what should I do in my classroom then? What do you do when that happens? Um, well, I think the main thing to start off with, um, which you explained as well, is to firstly explain why you're doing it with the students. So not just randomly doing it. At the start, I talk to the kids about, okay, I'm going to try this new thing for this this module we're going to do some flipped learning and the reason why we're doing it is because it will allow us more time in class to do you know role plays you know practice questions um really fun practical application of knowledge and i think a lot of the students felt really excited by that um and obviously there's always a few students who still don't do it and for those students um what you suggested and that's what i went with is the students who don't do the homework we have a sort of table group set up in our class so just designated one table for the students to sit at who hadn't done the homework and they could spend that first five ten minutes of class catching up on that and then the students who did do the flipped homework would get to participate in a really fun application activity so for pdhp students in particular they tend to be quite competitive so i did a lot of cahoots with them and they they really liked that game-based and competitive application or sometimes we would do some more practical things like bandaging or um you know just fun activities like that okay and so that's what you're doing at the moment how's it actually going how did it go as you were doing first aid with your kids it went really well so i found most of the kids were on board straight away most of the students did um, do the work and that allowed for a bit of a shift in our classroom towards those more higher order creative and critical thinking sort of tasks so for example um i started off doing this flipped learning in a first aid module for my stage six class and so one example of something we did is uh, we're learning about doctors a b c d in first aid principles so what i did is um in the booklets there was a table about the doctors a b c d steps and students had to watch a video at home this really great video from st john's ambulance and watch that video write down what each of the steps stand for um, and the procedures involved in each of the steps and then because normally that would take maybe 15 to 20 minutes for them to write down in class that was 15 minutes 15 20 minutes we had spare so instead of them writing that down i could bring in the first aid dummies we got to do you know practical compressions in class i gave them some first aid scenarios and then in groups they got to um, role play and act out those scenarios and actually get to practically apply those skills as opposed to just sitting there writing down notes so um, it made it a lot more fun Um, the students became a lot more active um, and I sort of it allowed the teacher to sort of step back into that more facilitator role so allowed for some more student-centered learning. Fantastic and so how do you think it's actually then impacted their learning? Have they gotten, you know, have they done worse? Have they done better? Has it been roughly the same? How has it changed? Like, are they, did they do well in first aid? 
Yeah, so I think it's really impacted in a positive way. So um, a lot of my students uh, are quite quiet, actually, at the start of the year. And um, for some of them, they actually didn't mind that passive learn kind of style of learning initially. Um, but I could sense often that um, they appeared as if they were doing the work and they were very compliant. But when we got to sort of those practice questions where they had to actually apply their knowledge or if we got to, you know, we were doing debates in class and they had to use critical thinking to debate topics, some of them actually struggled to apply the content um, previously. And since we've been doing these kind of activities where they've been more active, uh, they, their content knowledge has actually been stronger because they can think back to, oh, when we did this in class, this really practical activity and their examples have become a lot more strengthened um, and their ability to apply concepts has been a lot better. Um, and, and for those students who still, are, who still struggle a little bit with that application, it's been better for them as well because if they are still struggling with that content I'm there with them in class to help work through it rather than them trying to struggle with that at home by themselves so that's been really great yeah I definitely found like as I took my classes the amount of extra time that you then get to spend with your students is just it's so good mm -hmm. uh, and actually when I first did like a big flip where I actually invited a whole bunch of other uh, yeah, HSC pediatric teachers to flip with me all at once and I had quite a few of them join, and it's been nearly 50 of them, and I surveyed them at the end. And one of the big things that came through in the survey was how much it impacted their relationship with their kids. They all felt like they knew their students. But it was the same for the students too because I surveyed them. And the mm -hmm. students can all say, you know, my teacher knows me better. They, can, they know where I'm at. They know how I'm going. They know my interests better. So did you find the same thing with your class? Yeah, definitely. As I said, some of them were a little bit quiet. So this kind of active at the start, so this sort of active learning really kind of got them out of their shell I could see their personality see their interests and and their kind of style of learning um better and yeah because you're becoming that more facilitator role you can go around and have some deeper conversations with students rather than you just talking and telling them to be quiet while they're writing down the notes so you can talk um, so yeah it's definitely been um, a lot nicer and a, a good sort of rapport building fantastic now yeah, you listened to my podcast, you had you know, some time at uni where you were looking at flip learning as well, and then you got stuck into it. If there is another teacher that's listening at the moment who is not sure about flipping, doesn't know where to start, what would you recommend? Where, where should a teacher start this week maybe? What can they do to get into this uh, flip learning thing to impact their students? Yeah, so I think at the start it can be um, overwhelming if you're thinking, oh, I have to create all these resources myself. So for me, um, I was really lucky that there's a lot of really great resources out there uh, for first aid. Um, but I think that's the case for a lot of content. So I would say if you're starting off and you're wanting just to see how it goes with your students first, not to jump into spending all this time making your own, but maybe just choose um, one video or one page of the textbook that you think the students will be able to understand quite well get them to read through that or watch through that and maybe make a summary some a summary of what they've learned and then um and then just use that spare time that you would have spent doing that in class to do a more higher order creative and critical thinking skills. So, for example, in, in PDHPE, we do a lot of uh, practice questions because I guess that's um, how they they gear up to doing that in the HSE. So um, rather than often I would 
do the notes in class and set the practice question for homework. So rather than doing that, if they can write the notes in class and then you can at home, sorry, and you can use that time in class to to actually work through that practice question with them, give those students some support who may struggle with their writing, maybe scaffold the question together and spend that time actually being able to help them with their literacy. Or, you know, if you want to do something a bit more practical, do yeah, a practical activity like role plays or something like that. Well, thank you so much, Imogen. That's so nice to hear that you've taken stuff that you've heard on my podcast. It's just given you that extra bit of confidence for what you're doing in your classroom right now and that it's impacting kids. It, it really it makes me feel so good <laughs> to just know that, you know, it's, it's not just impacting my kids, it's impacting, you know, the, the students of other teachers as well, which is just, it's an absolute delight uh, mm-hmm. for me to, to, to get that feedback and to know that that's going on. So thank you so much. And thank you even more for coming on and being willing to share that uh, and, to help others to also have that impact in their classrooms. So thanks, Tees, for coming. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. And um, if people want to learn more, as I said, that episode that you did, episode five, was really helpful. And, um, yeah, I've only been teaching for three years, so I feel like if I can do it, um, anyone can do it. It's it's not that hard. Just just give it a go and, and see how it works with your students. Well, how fantastic was that interview? I loved having that opportunity to interview Imogen and find out all that she's doing with flipped learning and the success that she's having in her classroom. If you've had success putting into place things you have learned from this podcast, I would love to hear from you too. So please come over to teacherspd.net slash 56, leave a comment there, or you could contact me, send me an email at daniel at teacherspd.net. You could also jump on Instagram and DM me or something I would love to hear how you've put in place the things that you've learned from this podcast and the success you're having with it, and maybe I'll interview you as well. Well, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please make sure that you leave a review, that you subscribe to the podcast, and make sure that you come over and join us in the Effective Teaching Podcast community in Facebook, and also come and follow me on Instagram at TPD. I would love for you to come and join me there. I also chuck up the video episodes there in my IGTV. So if you like to watch it, you can go there. And of course, these episodes are also up on YouTube. If you haven't had a look there, head over to Teachers PD on YouTube and you can find these episodes plus a whole bunch of other video resources that are there for you to have a browse of as well. So until next time, I'll see you then.